Unsyndicated presents What the Puck with Sean Belegian. Mike Ibisil, Sean Belegian. It is What the Puck here. Uh, under the unsyndicated umbrella, uh, don't forget, yeah, we're going to have more off the air. Probably on Saturday, as uh, Blake and I were discussing. Todd's in the building as well. Glad you are here as well. Uh, Mike, disappointing loss for the Red Wings heading into the All-Star break. More on that in a minute. And a long break for the Wings. Uh, let me start with this. Um there's nothing worse to me than effort goals. And last night in overtime, that was an effort goal. Those are the ty types of things that really tick you off, not the way that you want to go into the break. Good news is the wings are in a good position. Bad news is, um, gosh, it sounds so cheesy and trite. Shane Pinto wanted it more than anybody else on the ice in overtime last night. Oh, well, Absolutely. You watch that overtime. I mean, if you go back into regulation – Ottawa was trying to give Detroit the game. Then all of a sudden we get the overtime. Maybe they picked it up a little bit. The The play on uh, Shabbat was the one I brought up. When you you brought up Pinto, I said Shabbat. They had him yep. two, two, two to one. He's tripping, fumbling over himself, loses the puck, and we still didn't touch the puck in overtime. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. That's a, that's a frustrating thing to me. And, you, you know, it's funny. Uh, by the way, Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Tammy says Debrinkit uh, joins uh, Team Bieber. There you, more on that in a second because evidently the kids are way into this. Yes, I, I'm deferring to him here. He, he's going to give me the the uh, the kids thing. And, and Tammy, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the whole All Star Game process as well because I point blank I checked out about 30 years ago. I'll tell you exactly when it when it was and where it was. I checked out about 30 years ago. Here's the thing: if I can go back to to last night, okay. And Mike, you and I touched on this last week. I think the Red Wings are a playoff team, okay? When you take a look at the standings, there, there's a big bump there. Yes, there are some game in hands and everything, but I'm going to speak for you, and then I'm going to let you speak for you. Yeah. I think we're at a point right now with the Red Wings, well, okay, that's all fine and dandy. It'll be nice to get back to the playoff just on principle alone, but I want to put my arms around this team. And I think a yeah. lot of people, maybe you included, are not at that point yet where you're putting your arms around this team and saying, I really like the way this is going. And, and like you said, that's where we started last week was, where is this team? Where do you think are they are in the rebuild? Um, do you think they're going to make the playoffs? And we started to, like a little like man hug on them. And and then they go out, they, they beat Vegas. Mm -hmm. Very nice win. Very good. And you're ready. You're ready for the break. And then last night happens. And in watching that game, it took everything within myself just to watch it. I mean, Ottawa's trying to give the game away. Detroit couldn't do anything with it. And that's when I was touching on last week about, is it sustainable what they're doing? Yeah. Can you score at the clip they're going, The you know, play defense the way they are? How is Lyon going to stay hot the whole time? It all kind of came crumbling down last night. 
Now, what does that mean? We'll see, because I do believe we're still on the level of they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and you know, I, I think the lion factor is a huge factor. I mean, it, make no mistake. I mean, we're at a position right now where, with this guy where I'm going to repeat what I said last week. If this guy wasn't playing the way he's been playing, who knows where they're at? But the flip side to that is, okay, here's a guy that hasn't had a heavy load like that. And, and, and if the wall comes, I'm not saying that it will. It usually does, but I don't like to gaze in the crystal ball. Uh, if the wall hits, how hard is the wall going to hit? And uh, as, as Tammy said last night, it just seemed like they were sleeping. If we make the playoffs, it'll be a wild card. I agree with you. I don't think they'll be in the top three there. It's amazing what happens to Tampa the last couple of years. And maybe this is an offshoot of them just kind of going through the motions and having the talent that they have that, of course, Steve Eisenman is responsible for a good portion of it. But the last couple of years, if you look at it, Mike, they've started out so slowly. And then the next thing you know, it's like, ho-hum, there's Tampa again, winning eight out of 10 or winning, you know, seven and, and, and getting the single point out of another 10 span. That's just what good teams do. And every team learns that lesson. Every team Look at Edmonton this year, learning the lesson. You don't win the regular season. You know, even Connor McDavid's learning right now. It's not about the scoring title. It's it's not about what you do in the uh, regular season. Where do you end up? And how hot are you when you hit the playoffs? You got to peak at the right time. And Tampa is old hat at this. Like Vasilevsky's coming off surgery. He's going to be fine. That goals against is going to come down. Kucherov's having a career year. Love that guy. Unbelievable player. They're, they're going to come around. They'll make a move at the deadline. They always do. They're going to bring a role player in. They'll be fine. I'm going to be really interested to see what the Red Wings do, if anything, at deadline. Because I, I saw some conversations last night. Mike, one of the things that I love to do, I love to peruse social media and read some comments and not necessarily get involved in a lot of the comments because I, I think you know – it's not like you're going to win an argument on social media. I mean, you can you can throw a fact in somebody's face and somebody will say, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it's not. But it was amazing to me how some people and it reminds me of back in the day when I was doing a little show called Ice Time on uh, the radio. A lot of times we would play you be the GM. And it was amazing when we would throw some, you know, OK, you you make an offer to me. I'm the general manager of the other team. And the the insistence on getting something for nothing is is mind boggling to me. I, I think that Steve Eiserman will make little moves to maybe improve this team as long as it doesn't hurt the future. But if you're one of those people that you're expecting him to make a move, you know, to to really improve the Red Wings' chances, not only in the first round but beyond, I think you're crazy because it's the old adage: to get something, you have to give up something. It's that simple. You're you're not going to have, uh, a, you know, a rail train robbery or anything like that. And and so with that being said, if if there are moves, I just don't expect anything major. And I think we all saw something of what the trade deadline is going to be like last night with the Lindholm. Trade. Yep. Now, myself personally, I think that was an even trade on both sides. You won't know who really won that that trade till the end. You know what's Vancouver going to do? Do they make the playoffs? Do they keep Lindholm? Win for them. Yep. So when you look at that, so Calgary's ready. Calgary's got a bunch of pieces they're just itching to get rid of, and one of them is someone that I would love to play GM with, which is Noah Hannafin. Mm -hmm. 
I think that is youth. That is a plus end defenseman. That's a young defenseman. That's someone to pair up there with like a cider or stuff like that. But with what they got back for Lindholm, what do you think they're going to get for it? One hundred percent. I mean, and that's where we're at right now. It's like what what is what is the market saying right now? And I think that's just an absolute huge factor right now. Look who's calling us. Uh, the the royalty, Jimmy from, Young. Yeah, he must be crossing the bridge. Royalty from the UP. Actually, he's already he's in Trenton. already here. More, more on Trenton in a second, Mike. I, I wanted to talk to you. Um, about um, the pecking order right now in the East, because okay. listen, I don't like I don't like any of the potential matchups for the Red Wings. I, I just don't on either side. I mean, if you let's play the time honored game right now of if the season ended today, and obviously you know you're, you're talking ab- about Boston. I don't like it even if they sneak up and let's say jump past Toronto, which I don't think is going to happen. But for the sake of an argument, I don't like the matchup with Rangers either. So, you know, both of these matchups are are, are matchups that don't favor the wings. But for all the talk, and I'm guilty, I am 100% guilty, and we're going to get into this in greater detail. For all the talk about how much better the East was going to be this year, especially this division, it hasn't happened. No, it, it hasn't. I mean, it's it's the same it's the same kind of retreading of everyone that we've had before with the Rangers. The Rangers are the same team. Do they necessarily scare me? No. Will they beat the Wings? Sure. The the scary monster there sitting there is Boston. Boston looks better than last year. I think they learned it's their amazing. lesson again of not winning the the regular season. They have they have the the reigning Vesna right, mm-hmm. and they've got Swayman sitting there ready to go. Can you go back to back with two different goalies at the Vesna? I mean, that's going to be crazy. They split up that top line, right? Yep. Now they've got that secondary scoring that they've wanted. They're also a team sitting there waiting. Are they going to trade DeBrusque? What are they going to do with him? Or he can be there and be a player. But that's about it. But I, there's not much. No. Not much there when you but go I, after that. I saw them last week on Saturday night against Montreal. And granted, it was the Habs, but I, they are all wagon. When they turn that on, I mean, they put up a nine spot. It's been insane. Yes. Hey, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, our first official sponsor. We have a bunch more, uh, but you've seen these guys participate in the show. Uh, that is, of course, Mike and Jeff Huzak, uh, my friends with the Wealth Advantage Group. Hey, listen, not, not only do they do a great work, but they do great work for me. They've been my guys uh, for years. Hey, if you're ready to take charge of your financial future, look no further than the Wealth Advantage Group located in historic downtown Northville, owned by two brothers, my friends with over 20 years of industry experience. They understand that your financial goals are as unique as you are. That's why they offer personalized expert guidance to help you navigate the complexities of financial planning. Whether you're saving for retirement, getting ready to sell your company, or already in retirement, they can help guide you through every step of your financial journey. They work with clients throughout all stages of life and have clients in over 20 states. Now, the investment world is complex, so if you're ready to start taking your finances more seriously, it might be time to call my friends. They are experts and reach out to the Wealth Advantage Group at 248-773-8574 or check out their website at www.thewealthadv.com. Can't thank uh, my buddies, Mike and Jeff, not only for the personal service they provide for us, but being a part of this. Thank you very much. Um, 
You, you know, the, the crazy thing about the East, and before we talk about the West, yeah. I was one of those guys, Mike, I thought this division in particular, the Atlantic division, was going to be a bear. And it was part of the reason why I thought, I'm not sure the Red Wings are ready to make the playoffs. Obviously, they have to punch the ticket first. But let's go back to last year. You saw a vastly improved Buffalo team that that I think people forget came this close. They really did. It came right down to the end last year. Ottawa, I think a lot of people thought that this Ottawa team was going to take the, the next step. Montreal, not ready for the playoffs, not ready for prime time, but they were supposed to be better. Sometimes the best laid plans, when you take a look at it, the Red Wings have been able to take a step up. Buffalo has not. Ottawa has been a mystery to me. I want to start there. And Montreal, for a myriad of reasons, I wasn't putting them on that pedestal yet. I just thought that they would be a better team. Losing Kirby Doc really hurt them. Let's start with the Senators because I, I joked with you earlier. I've seen the Senators a bunch of times this year. I'm like, I'm sure many of you and him, I'm watching hockey every night. I swear to God, every time I watch the Senators, they end up doing what they did last night. And I find myself going, what the is wrong with this team? What? Why has it been such a mess? I know their goaltending has, has really been an Achilles heel, but Mike, I can't figure out what's going on with the sense. I mean, I, I've got written all over my paper lost. And, and real quick, when you sent me the agenda of what you wanted to talk talk about today, I was actually taking a look because after last night's game, there was something in my head, and it was last year. And I said, when, when was that game in Ottawa where Keith Kachuk basically took the entire Red Wings team and put them in diapers? Do you remember the game I'm talking oh, 100%. about? 100%. Unbelievable. He took their souls. It ended he their season. He, he it did. ended their season. And after that game, I thought it was two years ago. It was so traumatizing. But after that game, Steve Eiserman's words were, they're just ahead of us in the rebuild. Mm -hmm. Fast forward exactly one year. And we can put the Sabres and we can put Montreal in the same class of where they are in the rebuild. But specifically with Ottawa, who do you want to be now? Who's ahead now? 100%. Ottawa sat back on their what they had, kind of just like Buffalo did. This is what we have. This is what we're going to do. They trade to Brinkett. They really only brought in, what, Shikrin, and then their big uh, move was Tarasenko. Yep. And bring in Tarasenko. Meanwhile, Detroit sits down and brings in, let's see if I can get them all, Comfort, uh, the Brinkett, Gostaberg, uh, your Sprong, boy, your boy, Patty King, Pat and Patty King. There you go. Brings in all these veterans. And so to feed off of our talk last week of where are we in the rebuild that game, the result of that game really put it into where we are now. Look at it. Yeah. I think we may have, I mean, we lost that game, but you just saw odd was losing their soul. They are so lost. And what is it? No. And you know what? I want to get to, by the way, hi, Olivia. Look at hi, Olivia's Olivia. watching. Hi, Olivia. Uh, watching with her roommates. Appreciate you, Olivia. Adam brought up something. A Adam, okay, I hope you take this in the context in which I'm saying this, okay? What you're saying is so simplistic, but it's so true. Sens have good pieces. It doesn't work. And and you know what? For years, I made the joke about Edmonton. There's something in the water in Edmonton because what they have and, and what they've done it's always blown my mind. And I think they've shown that over the last couple of years. The streakiness of this team yes. is incredible. Fire a coach and we're going to go win a bunch of games. But then when crunch time comes, we're going to fall apart because we're the oil. I mean, that's right. that's kind of been their, 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 in their DNA. I feel the exact same way about Ottawa. Now, again, 
they have had just shoddy goaltending this year. That's a huge factor. Not one of those guys have been able to step up in any way, shape, or form. But I love the pieces. And, and you brought them up earlier. I absolutely love Brady Kachuk. I do. And I know every one of you hate his guts, but this is what I always say to you. Wouldn't you love it if a guy like that wore your jersey? If if he wore the winged wheel, if, if he wore – uh, Tammy, I know you said you're also a Boston fan. If he was a Bruin, that's a guy that just like born to be a Bruin type of player. You know what I mean? I love Brady and I love him going back to when he was 16 years old, his very first game. But Mike, for whatever reason, it's not working with the Senators. I mean, it's been such a woebegone franchise from finances for so many different reasons, but it's not working. But every time I watch them, I can't figure it out because I've seen them look so damn good this year. Last year, last year, last night is a game. If I'm an owner, I'm watching that game and something's got to be done. Yeah. Like I'm watching that game and there, maybe it was me, someone out there telling me if you didn't see the same thing, they're dumping the puck in and they weren't going to get the puck. They were looking to see and pointing who's going where I saw guys going off the ice instead of going to get, get pucks on short shifts. How many times did they have to mention in the broadcast last night about having the off-wing guy on the power play? It, it was the most awkward power play. They didn't know what they are doing. They didn't look comfortable. I mean, you go to the senior citizen uh, center to get your, your coach, right, Yeah. And put him on the bench. There's something to be said about a youth movement or something there, getting a coach in there that, that is going to be able to coach these guys up. We don't like the parts just because we like them. They're good. And that's the thing that blows my mind the most because I, I think if you've ever followed Jacques Martin's career, you know what he stresses, and it's not happening there. I mean, that's the crazy thing. And and you you talk about the senior citizen home. I'm a firm believer that sometimes the game passes you by. I, I'm I'm a firm believer that you know sometimes the game passes you by. And the things that work for Jacques Martin, even a decade ago, I mean, people forget he was Montreal's coach. When, when they made that crazy run in 2010. The things that worked back then, they aren't happening now. And, and oh, by the way, you don't have Halak and Net who, who banged his head and you know woke up and thought he was Dominic Hoshik. I mean, really, that's what happened. I think you hit it on that. I mean, from, from on the ice to the bench, they would show him. I don't know if he knew what he was doing. It, it's That message is not getting across to that team. And it was evident last night because that was – just a bad performance. They end up winning, but if we go back to, uh, I actually laid a nice little bet on Ottawa last night. Did you really? Because it was starting to creep in that Huso was out with the flu and was going through the locker room. So, yeah, you won that game. I think you beat a sick Detroit Red Wing team last night, but your that effort was just, I mean, the wings was bad. We'll give it a, a little bit of juice, but what I saw out of Ottawa last night is concerning. By the way, this is Cole. This is, he. he's, he's like nipping at my feet. So I thought, all right, I'm I'm kind of tired of getting my feet nipped at. So, and if you're wondering, yes, he's named after Cole Caulfield. Yes. There's, there's a shocker, right? I've had uh, I've had four dogs in my life: Chelios, Carrie, Rocket, and now this guy, Cole. There you go, Cole. Uh, and he's got the same stature as Cole Caulfield yes. as well. Uh, there are a couple of comments I wanted to hit on. Scott Bischoff. Hi, Scott. Scott, let's talk draft real soon. You want to do that? You want to come over and talk draft real soon? 
I have a proposition for you, buddy. Um, Joe said, uh, Coley. Yes, that's exactly it. Uh, Jim, a, a buddy of mine from uh, Toledo says Ottawa has Detroit's number. Jim, I'm going to go back to that. Um, I've watched Ottawa against Detroit. I've watched Ottawa against Montreal. It is amazing. If they played a season against Detroit and Montreal, Ottawa might be the second seed in the East. It, I, I'm telling they played so well against the Habs, too. I mean, that's what I referred to earlier. I can't figure it out when I watch the Senators because when I watch them, they resemble that team that, much like Buffalo last year, missed the playoffs by that much. And you thought to yourself, look out. I don't I don't want to play that team. Where's the veteran leadership at? That, that is what an NHL player no question. is. That's what they no talk question. about. It's the night in, night out, not just when you're playing Detroit, not just when you're playing Montreal. The the thing I wanted to talk about about that game last night was how we talk about that that there was no passion, there was nothing, it was kind of a dead game. Wasn't that supposed to be a big payback game? Isn't this what we were talking about last week with uh, with just how boring uh, regular season hockey is? Anyone I talked to uh, at work or friends that were talking about it was like it was done. There were people down there thinking that it was going to be an exciting and there was going to be some action. Nothing. Well, that's what, you know, no Tam Tammy, I, I know you have season tickets. That's, that's a comment that Tammy brought up earlier. It was, a, it was like they were sleepwalking all night, you know, for, for, we'll show you, we remember what happened last year. I mean, that's when the wings, if, if you remember, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, correct, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong for one day, like they played the, if the season ended today type of situation and then Ottawa took their hearts and then they kind of went in the stumble. That's the good news. Last year wasn't a real play. This is a real playoff race. Yes. And it's been a long time since you could say, and I'm going to say it again, I think they end up getting in. I don't think it ends well for them. I, I don't exactly see this team playing the role of the Florida Panthers and, and knocking off the heavily favored uh, Boston Bruins. But, I, I mean, you, you never know how it works out. I, I will I will say this. Um, I think this team needs a moment. And I, I don't know when that moment comes. And if I'm if I'm being too dramatic, Mike, you can tell me. No. Um, I, I think this team needs a moment where things come together. I think this team needs a moment where they, I don't know, um, almost like a gut check type of moment. I, I do because right now this looks like a, a, a team that is a cute little team, um, but I, I just don't think they're staying power there yet. There yet. I, I really don't. I think they need that moment for the whole group to come together. If you want to say March 26, if you want to say, you know, the St. Louis series in the 97 playoffs, something like that. There, there hasn't been something that has kind of brought the group together. And last night had a chance to be that. Moment. I think so. I think last night had a chance to be that moment. I mean, the last time I played, they played Ottawa again, my memory was they carried Larkin off the ice. He, yep. he, he was knocked out yep. cold. Um, that shit-eating grin by Brady. Yep. Remember right. the shit-eating grin. They're, they're just pure entertainment. They're must-watch oh, I love watching I love, the I love watching them. Love them. You know, and then you you do a little bit of a, a payback. You get a six-game suspension. This this could have been that moment going into the All-Star break. The game just fell flat. I've never in my life seen overtime where you've never touched the puck. It was weird. And I, I – I'm going to say it again, and, and, and maybe this is the old man in me. Get off my lawn. I, I hate effort plays. I hate them. I, when they happen against your team, that was an effort play. If you're a Sens fan, you love what Shane Pinto did. If if you're a Wings fan, it, like honestly, it, it, it was a situation where I saw that and I'm like, come on. You cannot let one guy split you 
beat both of you and make a play like that to score a goal. It no. can't happen. I'm sorry. That that can't happen. That's the kind of stuff, if I'm Coach Lalone, that's the kind of stuff that just pisses me off, and that's going to sit in my craw until they play again against the Vancouver Canucks. And there, there's a team for you right there that may, makes the trade. They're, they're going to be ready when they come back in. We'll okay, Vancouver's so real. I need to I need to ask you a question, yeah, and Jimmy's right. popping that up right now. That's Vancouver it. is doing great, still making moves to try to improve. I admire that they don't stand pat. Uh, Vancouver, real, wire end. I hope they are real, and you know why I hope they're they're real, and that is because I'm sitting on a forty-four to one. Uh, <laughs> Ticket. Everything on, comes on, on, on Vancouver. Everything comes back. There, I, right? I mean, everything comes but back. But they, they are. Look, the big question is going to come down is what Thatcher Demko are you going to get in the playoffs? One hundred percent. That's one hundred percent. One hundred percent. That by the adding of Lindholm, that that is an unbelievable second center add there. Uh, <laughs> with, with Besser, with, with uh, Pedersen, I think they're real. I mean, Quinn Hughes is the be- one of the best players in the league. They they have a ton of guys. Do you remember when there was an idiot on the radio and on television screaming for the Red Wings to draft Quinn Hughes? Do you remember that? Do you know that guy? Does anybody remember that guy? Still don't get it. Still don't. And, oh, by the way, the two guys that I saw that year, Brady Kachuk and Quinn Hughes. Yeah. I mean, it just – could you imagine? Now, obviously, they didn't get Brady because you know Ottawa went first, yes. but Quinn Hughes was sitting right there. It just it, it's Barb, Jason Wings need to sign Shauner one day contract. The next one time day. they play the Sens, one good punch. Um, I still like Colorado in the West. I still do. I still like Colorado. I think what happened to Colorado last year may have been the best thing for them. As crazy as that sounds, I really do. I, I think what happened to Colorado may have been the best thing for them last year. And I'm on I'm on the same train as you know from my tweets earlier about watching uh, McKinnon at the at the All Star draft. The, the guy's hands down the best player. Oh, he's in the so NHL much fun right to now. watch. He, he he's is so much fun to watch. He he's going to dominate. He's going to win the scoring title. He's going to win the MVP. Can Georgiev keep them going? If I said that right, yeah. You know, me me and names. Is, is he going to be able to? I read something today. They're looking at Flurry. Look out. Could you imagine that? that? Look I mean, out. You, you add something Look like that, out. but then you, is Landis God going to come back? Can I say this about Flurry though? Like, honestly, um, as much respect as I have for that guy, um, I think you'll remember that series a couple of years ago against Vegas in, mm-hmm. in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Boy, did he, no pun intended, um, boy, did he wilt. He wilted in that series. He really, and that's when the murmurs about, okay, is he too old started to pass him by, you know, what kind of, what kind of workload, how much does he have? Can he go through that grind? I mean, you talk to the guys that win the Stanley cup, so much goes into it. And, and the grind is a word that comes up. Is he a guy at this point in in, in his career that can go through the grind? And that's a million dollar question. That was that, that series was his moment of his, Career passing him by, but sure uh, I, th- I think we, we look at we think we looked at that the same way. However, if I'm a team and I'm looking for a veteran that has Stanley Cup rings to be in my locker room, that I don't need him for 82 games. Mm-hmm. I need him just in case my guy can't make it. 100%. I might just need him for one game. I might just need him for one period. But what he could bring would be something. Oh, but such but, a good dude. but but I agree. He, he's not going to be there. Longevity is not going to be it. Th- this is about it. I believe. Yeah. 
Uh, Tammy said, Costin was on the ice last night and tried numerous times to start something with Joseph. Can I, do, you know my Clem Costin story, right? Yeah. The first time I saw Clem Costin. Tammy, have I ever told you that? Uh, so they had, uh, I think it was the Five Nations Tournament, is, or was it the Six Nations Tournament? I don't remember, because there have been a couple different variations. And on a Saturday night at USA Hockey Arena, I was you know, doing the broadcast. Um, Clem Costin and this Russian team jumped out to a 4 nothing lead. I think it was 4 nothing. And the Americans came roaring back, and USA Hockey Arena was going crazy, absolutely crazy. And um, with about a minute left, Clem Costin scores an unbelievable highlight reel goal, and the silence in, in the arena was deafening. And what does this kid do? He's 17 years old. He has this crap-eating grin on his face, skates right up to the glass, and starts blowing kisses. I want him on my team yes. at that point in time. Yes, you're ticked off. It happened against your team. You don't like to see it. But like I had that moment where I like I was mad for just a second, Mike. And then I was like, yes, I want him. I want that guy on my team. You know, that, that just kind of has that attitude. And I, I think that's one good thing and an overlooked move by Steve Eiserman, in my humble opinion, because how many people knew who Clem Costin was? You know, he was a, a first round pick that I, I think the Blues probably thought would be a lot more gifted offensively than he's, he's eventually turned out to be in this league. But now he's turned into a glue guy. And, and I still, at this point in time, I still want a guy like that on my team. Absolutely, positively. You know, uh, speak no English, Costa. I worked a signing with him. Nice kid. Jason said McKinnon is leading the league in bras and panties thrown on the ice, and it's not even close. And I think yeah. some of them are mine. I mean, you, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my crush on McKinnon, but that is, he's just a guy I love to watch. All right. So can I ask you guys, because Mike told me something and you can follow him on Twitter too. What's your dumb Twitter account? I don't even know what the I, thing is. I think it's just my name. Okay. All right. You, we're, we always talk to each other on Twitter. So if you see me talking to him, join the conversation. You told me something I was fascinated by. Okay. And, and I want to start with this. I can tell you definitively the last all-star game I paid attention okay. to. It was All-Star Game 1993 in Montreal. That was the last All-Star Game I, I paid attention to. And for you geeks out there, you might remember that was the game that Mike Gartner scored four goals. And he had four goals, I think, in like 23 minutes. It was an atrocity amongst the nations. Really. Thank you. Off the air pod. Um, it was an atrocity amongst the, the, the final score was 16 to 6. Yes. I Like, I thought up until that time – the teams at least pretended to play a little defense. Yep. That was the first one to me. There was the one year that Mario had five goals. I think he had five goals. He and Max Naslin were playing together, and Naslin just kept feeding him the puck. And, oh, isn't that cute? Wow, well, wouldn't it be great if they played together? But that was the first one where, like, I remember watching it and saying to myself, there is zero effort. To, to play defense in this game, these poor goaltenders and Mike Gartner ends up uh, winning the MVP, but I checked out. I did. That was, that was the last okay. one that I watched. No offense to anybody out there. If you enjoy it, enjoy it. I've watched the skills competition, but in regards to watching the game, I, I, I just, I haven't had any interest. Evidently your son. Yes. Sebi Ivasil. Sebastiano. Okay. He and his buddies are into this. I, and I think that's where it's going, and it fits into some of the things that I've been re reading on uh, online. Is that the NHL is doing fine? 
their social media, and, and this is all this is because the all the teams have special guest captains, and I don't know one of them. And Seb was sitting there saying, oh, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. And he he knew all of them. He was cracking up watching what they were doing. With really? Absolutely. He, he was having a blast with it. And at that moment, it came to me. That's exactly what this guy on was talking about is when you look at now, if you go back to the day when we we were doing these uh, watching and we we were younger, there, there was no social media. We got one game a week there, that that was the fall of the NHL. There, there, it was never there. You didn't know who Sidney Crosby was outside of the NHL guys, right? Yeah. You look now, everyone knows who Bedard is. All right. Everyone knew Bedard. Everyone's going to know Celebrini mm-hmm. because they are all over social media. And that's what this event, this whole draft was today. It is so funny to hear you say that because I remember, and you've probably heard me say this about the baseball all-star game and in particular, the home run derby. And I'm going to switch gears for a second because my great epiphany one year I was watching the all-star derby with my son and I was, I was done with it so long ago and back, 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 you know, the Chris oh, Berman stuff. So okay. Old. My son was absolutely all in. I mean, he was, and I, like it hit me like the light that we forgot to turn on next to us. It, it hit me, you know, it, it kind of, it, it's not about me. It's about them. Yes. It's about it's, the it's, next it's, wave. Yeah. It's, it's about them and, and, and grabbing them. By the way, did you like our props? We, I have a Joe Sackick stick hanging. That's a Jack Johnson, 2010 Olympic stick. And here's Mike Babcock's board right here. Can you see that's literally Mike Babcock's board? So uh, there are the props. I forgot to turn on the lights. Uh, Todd and Blake are just screaming at me right now. You're an idiot. Why didn't you turn that on? Well, you you answered the question because yeah, you can turn it on. Go ahead, right there. Is that better? Is that is that good? Is that is that lighting good? We may have just scared a few people now that they can see. Uh, Tammy said, "I like the skills competition, one hundred percent." Um, Jim said, does Salt Lake City get a new expansion team or the Coyotes? The NHL will never admit, never. It's never going to happen. They're never going to admit Arizona got it wrong. So They got it wrong with Arizona. It's never going to happen. Friend, so of the show, the friend of the show, Darren Dudek, sent me an interesting one that was on the Spit and Chiclet site that they were uh, breaking ground on a stadium in Georgia. Yes. And they're talking about the NHL coming back. Because how many times do you have to fail? <laughs> In a state, that'd be three before be, before we do it again. That that one was amazing, and got to give. We're talking about the kids, Olivia. Mm-hmm. My daughter says the same thing. She goes, "It's just like becoming like the NBA, where people are going to know who everybody is." And the NBA did such a good job of it, but the NHL is, is catching up, and and this All Star thing is part of it. But like you said, it's not about you and me. No, get Mm-mm. off my lawn. No. I, I like the skills competition. I, I'll never get tired of that. I, like that's something like sometimes people say there's fatigue of that. And, you know, when we go back to the day where, you know, a guy that I think, you know, him as well, Ally Afraidy in that shot and everybody was terrified. Uh, Livonia legend. Uh, we, we go back to that day. I'm going to get Alan, by the way. Um, but that that's one of those things that I never get tired of exceptional players doing exceptional things. I'm never like that's something I can't ever. Yes. When it's a circus during a game, that's different. But when you're talking about skills competition, I'm never, ever going to get sick of that. And just like the NFL is basically gone to just a skills weekend, right? Sure. Yeah. So that's one thing I wrote down when we were going to talk about this. Does the NHL just go that way? They've already jumped it to the 3v3, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the very first year. It was the last time I watched. 
Um, and then before that, the only reason I watched was, of course, for betting reasons. But do they go that route of just the skills? And I think time time will tell. There, I think this is going to be a hit. These yeah. things are going to be a hit. You bring out Justin Bieber, and if Seb's listening, he can type in there. I don't know who these other people were. But again, he was bought in sitting there uh, doing. I mean, he was doing his homework uh, school, but he was he was. Watching. Can we? Is there some chance? One of the funniest pictures in the history of photography is that picture of Chris Pronger smashing Justin Bieber into the boards and just laughing. And and, and that smile on his face as Bieber looks like he's in agony. To Blake or Todd, I don't know if we can put that up on the screen while Mike and I are talking, and I'm putting you guys on the spot, and I'm apologizing for it ahead of time, and I'm trying to um, waste time so perhaps you can find the picture of Chris Pronger <laughs> hitting Justin Bieber. That is one of the funniest pictures in the history of photography when he crushed Bieber's face in, and um, if, if you guys can find that any way you can get that up on the screen for people that haven't seen it, that is one of the funniest gosh darn pictures. Now I'm going to have to find that picture uh, myself. Adam said that was wonderful. Rich said, may as well play floor hockey like the NFL flag football yep. Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's the way that I look at it. Oh, yeah. look at Jim Friel. Uh, Jim Friel's popping in. Hey, Hi, Jim, Jim Friel. We'll give a shout out to Friel's uh, market up there in Tawas area. All right. Um, listen, we only have a few minutes to go, and I want to hit this. He and I are going to be busy tomorrow. We have... Not one, not two, not three, but four hockey games to call. So we're going to have to rest the voice up a little bit. Um, for people out as good as Spielman tackling Don Shane. Uh, that was, Just if you can see the picture of the anguish on Bieber's face. There it is. Yeah, look, look at Pronger's face. He loves every second of that. Look at that. That is, that is, that is epic. That, that's that is so unbelievable. That's so Chris Pronger too. It is that that picture is just awesome. Whoever got that up there, you guys are absolutely the best. Thank you for getting that picture up. Uh, but the Trenton Showcase is is happening. It's actually happening right now. Um, if you want to see some of the best high school hockey in the area, head out to Trenton. It's fantastic, Mike. Uh, that looks like a prison violation pick. <laughs> that's from Jim. That's good. Uh, we're calling four games uh, tomorrow. Uh, we've got, let me get them right, Cranbrook taking on Traverse City Central at 1 o'clock. Then we've got UDJ, uh, Detroit Jesuit, taking on East Grand Rapids. Uh, then we've got Catholic Central taking on Houghton. And then the nightcap is a dandy as well. We've got Marquette and Trenton. But, Mike, um, this has been, I use the term all the time, the granddaddy of them all. Uh, if if you're interested in high school hockey, perhaps you're interested in seeing, you know, what the buzz is because there's a buzz now. You know, kids are moving on. Uh, this is a great opportunity for you to check it out out in Trenton. They got all day passes. They have three games going on at the exact same time. Uh, Mike, it is one of the funnest events that you'll find all year. It really is if you're a hockey fan. And and I've been fortunate to be a part of this basically from the infancy of it. When when I was coaching out in Gross yeah. Point, we, yeah. we would go out there. We were involved in it every year. Um, we would stay out there. It is, by all means, the, the, the top high school extravaganza that you can get. All the top teams are going to be there. Scouts are going to be there. The way they go about putting the matchups together is just great every year. And this year is no exception with, with – one verse two, one verse three. All the three top uh, teams in each division are going to be playing. 
Uh, I know Joe Salem is near and dear to your heart. They're doing the same thing that they did last year. I've seen the rocks a couple times in the last couple weeks. Boy, are they, they are just going like this, just like your team did last year. Salem started going like this about midway point. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, they're doing it again. I saw them early in the year. They look like a completely different team. That's going to be a different, a, a difficult team. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Uh, Greg said, go Bulldogs. That is the team, Greg, you know this. I'm looking forward to seeing Hancock, I think, more than anybody else because I haven't seen Hancock yet. I've seen Houghton via the stream, but I haven't seen Hancock yet. And such a proud tradition for the Bulldogs and to see Hancock uh, stepping right back up in, in the top 15, top yep. 10 discussion. That that excites me. Uh, Heartland, you know what, it, Tammy, here's the thing about Heartland. It's not a quote-unquote Heartland year, but they're still a top 10 team. I mean, that that's a testament to what Rick Gadwa has been able to do, and I think you and I share uh, a fondness for uh, their top player. Ian Castamo, you tell a young kid, Watch him play, and that's how you want to play. It is so much fun watching that kid Absolutely. play. You've heard the story a million times that when uh, Sebi and him were playing out of KV before Sebi joined him, uh, I would take Seb to the Renegade games. I'd like watch number nine. Yeah, that's it. That's it. No, watch you're absolutely he right. He played in all power play, penalty kill, five on five. He's all, all over the ice. I mean, being raised by Tommy Castamo. Come on. He's the kid who had to out. be good, right? There's a shout out. There's a shout out for you. Uh, very quickly, our, our buddy, another broadcast partner of ours, the coach, Kirk Hunter, said, what are the most intriguing games? I, I think you know, anytime you can have a weekend where the number one team is playing the number two team and the number one team is playing the number three team, um, at least according to this guy's rankings, um, that's a fantastic thing. And it's it, it looks good on all those coaches to schedule those games. Mike, you know this. Um, you don't have to schedule those games, and for them to schedule those games, I, I think it looks good on all those coaches. None of CC didn't have to take any of those games. Byron Center didn't have to play them, but this is what you're here for. Again, as we keep saying, it's not about us; it's about the kids. Always, the kids are going to get better. If there's scouts in the crowd, who do they want to see you play? They want to see the one and two play. They want to see the one and three play. Um, and Kurt, for for my money, I'm banking on Saturday's game. Byron Center, Catholic Central. That's fantastic. The last two years, Catholic Central's lost that second game. It was against Notre Dame. It is going to be intriguing. Byron Center is going to come in. They are by far the biggest team I've seen this year when, when all the games we've been out to. They're big, they're skilled, and as you said, one of the better goalies in the state. I, I think they are going to – They're. it's going to be a great game. Jordan's done such a great job out there, their head yep. coach. And somebody asked how Stevenson is doing, our mutual friend Dave Mitchell. This is the youngest team he's ever had, and he's coaching them up. And I think Dave's doing a heck of a job with this team. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they have one senior on the team. I mean, they're, they're a bunch of kids. But I'll tell you what, Mike, uh, they've been in pretty much every game, and I think Dave's doing a heck of a job of coaching this year. And I'm biased because he's our friend. But yes. I think I think the proof's in the pudding. If you look at their numbers, uh, that's the way it is. Uh, Greg, I'm really looking forward to seeing 16 and 7 for Hancock. Those are the two okay. players I've heard a lot about. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to see uh, both of them players. I'm going to be out there tomorrow morning. Well, we're going to be out there tomorrow morning. We're actually leaving early, long before our broadcast, because, well, quite frankly, I think I can speak for you. I want to see Hancock play. 100%. That's the one team that that I've had a chance to see pretty much everybody, but I haven't seen Hancock. And the stories coming back, the news coming back from all the teams that travel up there this year has been watch out for Hancock. Yep. 
Absolutely. All right. We got to get out of here. I told those guys I was not going to go crazy like last week. Uh, we did, what was it, an hour and 10 minutes? Mike, we're at about 43 minutes right now. That's a, that's a comfortable number. Oh, somebody said, where can we find the broadcast? Thank you for that. Uh, you can find it on the State Champs Network. We'll be streaming on YouTube. We'll be streaming on um, Instagram. Uh, I think it goes out Twitter? to YouTube. I think it goes to YouTube. I don't know. Um, you know. The, the feeds are on YouTube, but if you go to either mine or Sean's Twitter, we have uh, retweeted, I think it's called, uh, that link a couple of times. Uh, if you hit us up right now, we will put it back out. That will remind Absolutely. me before I get in my car. I'll put that link back up uh, that John Kids put out for us. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fantastic product. I mean, the product is really improved statewide. And you know, the key is moving kids on, and the proofs in the pudding. I mean, um, hockey in this state is is so good. Uh, you can talk about Massachusetts, rightfully so. You can talk about Minnesota, rightfully so. I think Michigan deserves to be in that conversation as well. Next week, I have a special guest for you. No, really, I do. I have a special guest for you. And believe it or not, I have um, about six weeks in a row of special guests, but I can't tell you who they are. Let's just say you'll recognize their names, every one of them, all right? Every one of them. And you can sit in too, Mike, if you want. That's up to you. All right, Cole, say goodbye to everybody. Listen, thanks for checking us out. Uh, tell your friends about it. We, we just talk hockey with this show uh, that's the best sport in the world. I'll say it on this show. I'll say it on any show. There's no doubt about that. For Mike Ivasol, I'm Sean Belegian. Special shout out to Blake and Todd and all of you that tuned in tonight. Till next week, we'll see you. What the Puck, featuring Sean Belegian. Produced by Todd Losey and Blake Matrizek. Executive produced by Sean Belegian and Todd Losey. Theme song and incidental music by Elliot Middleton. Engineering, mixing, and graphic design support provided by the Unsyndicated Podcast team. Don't forget to like and subscribe to What the Puck on all your favorite channels. While you're there, be sure to rate and review the podcast. Got something to say to Sean? Call the Unsyndicated Hotline at 248-237-3257. Uh, no, seriously, you guys, thank you. If you're just watching it now, uh, thank you. We appreciate it. We're going to talk hockey. Mike's going to come on anytime he wants to come on. Uh, make sure you check out our games. Uh, we're doing four, count them four, next Friday uh, from the Trenton Showcase. Do you remember all of them off the top of your head? There is, we have Traverse City Central and Cranbrook. Yep. Then we have UDJ and... Um, Mike, help me out here. And then we have Catholic Central and Houghton, which is a battle of two top three teams. And then we have Trenton and Marquette to wrap up the day. East Grand Rapids, UDJ and East Grand Rapids. See, I remembered it. Yep. So, um, yeah, you can check us out on the State Champs uh, YouTube page, Twitter, all that stuff. Where we call a lot of games together. In the meantime, thank you, Todd. Thank you, Blake. Thank you. Have a great night. Blake and I are going to talk to you again tomorrow. We've got the AFC-NFC championship uh, thing going on. Very quickly, Mike, do the Lions win? Yes. <laughs> you heard it right there. Blake and I will talk about it tomorrow. See you. Bye-bye. God bless you. What the puck. Featuring Sean Belegian. Produced by Todd Losey and Blake Matrizek. Executive produced 
by Sean Belegian and Todd Losey. Theme song and incidental music by Elliot Middleton. Engineering, mixing, and graphic design support provided by the Unsyndicated Podcast team. Don't forget to like and subscribe to What the Puck on all your favorite channels. While you're there, be sure to rate and review the podcast. Got something to say to Sean? Call the Unsyndicated Hotline at 248-237-3257.